Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. mindset call. We do this call uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Really, it's our mindset mental toughness call. You know, mental toughness is kind of like a bullet point under mindset, uh, but we emphasize the mental toughness, which is uh, to be able to fight through a lot of struggle, a lot of, you know, issues, and still have success. Because uh, the world is going to throw a lot of stuff at us. And so, you know, we emphasize that. All right. So let's go this morning. But, you know, before we do that, we must do this. Spartans. Spartans. What is your profession? So the recording is on. Matter of fact, both recordings are on this morning. And I also went to the bookshelf this morning. I had a young lady ask me last night. She said, you have to go to the bookshelf all the time? <laughs> no, I don't have to go to the bookshelf. I've been doing this for, what, umpteen years, you know, and uh, I've done a ton of calls and talked about everything. I think the bookshelf kind of, validifies, is that the correct term? It confirms, it, um, it, uh, it's a Bob said type knowledge thing. Uh, it's, you know, it just backs up what I'm saying because a lot of y'all want to hear that somebody else is saying it because, you know, that's just Tony talking and he just saying stuff and I've heard that for only how long. So if we come from the book, and then you say, well, he did say that a while back. And, you know, so kind of, you know, Bob said it. So it's good. Tony didn't just say it. Bob said it. So <laughs> I could actually just talk for days about this stuff, man. I've, you know, been doing it for years. So, but it kind of gives some, uh, it, it uh, legitimized, you know, my information to you guys. I know you might not want to admit it, but it does that. So, all right. So this morning. Um, I'm gonna tell you the name of the book. Uh, it's an easy read too. We've read this book maybe twice in the last 15 years, um, and it's called "If You Think You Can" by T.J. Hoisington. H-O-I-S-I-N-G-T-O-N. Hoisington, and he says it's 13 laws that govern the performance of high achievers. So. I'm going to jump right into this and talk a little bit about it. Uh, he says that many people lose their passion for life. So I'm going to ask you guys, have y'all lost your passion for life? You know, have you stopped believing in some of the things that you wanted? 
Um, it's funny hearing a story uh, where I think Randy Gage or somebody told this story that, you know, how uh, you pull up to a traffic light and the kids are in the car and, you know, somebody pulls on the side of you in a, you know, a Ferrari or something and all the kids go, wow, that's my car. I'm going to get that car. That's what I really want. Hey, mister, it's a nice car. <laughs> and the uh, and the parent driving, looking straight ahead, saying, be quiet, be quiet. Because the parent is, has long forgot about a car like that. The parent has long just decided not to dream anymore. The parent is looking straight ahead like, I'm not thinking about that. And the kids are so excited because that person has pretty much lost their passion, a lot of them for life and, uh, you know, and to, to dream, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be a car. It could be anything. It could be some things that you wanted and you just don't want them anymore because it could be because you just realize that it's just not what you want. Or a lot of times it's just, you don't believe. I was about to sing that song, believe you don't believe that you can get it. You say, well, if I if I if if it was for me, God would have gave it to me a long time ago. Really? <laughs> so if brushing your teeth was for you, God would have brushed your teeth a long time ago. <laughs> if, if if washing your face was for you, God would have been washed my face. You know, if if, if, <laughs> if driving to work was for you, then God would just drive me to work. But <laughs> If you believe this has happened to you, you know, where you lost that passion, there comes a time when you must question your present circumstances and decide that you deserve more. That's exactly what happened to John and Peter Cockerman, who became incredible bungee brothers. Bungee jumping is the sport where you jump off a bridge, attach to a cord, and free fall until you are snatched from death at the last second before hitting the ground. Woo! It's a hell of a sport, isn't it? Before the Cockerman brothers were bungee jumpers, they were average Americans. Peter, the older brother, was an engineer, and John was a computer consultant. They had always wanted to start a business together, according to Outside Magazine. John saw his first bungee jump on a show called That's Incredible. I remember that show. John called his brother and suggested they jump off a 140-foot bridge at the Don Pedro Reservoir near Yosemite Park. Peter agreed. <laughs> really? <laughs> Afterward, called it the most intense thrill I ever experienced in my life. Well, I guess he hasn't ridden in the car, this lady I know. <laughs> I felt like a spider dropping into the Grand Canyon on a thread. One year later, the younger brother, John, quit his job and decided to start a bungee jumping business. He called Peter and urged, come on, that is not what you are on this earth for, to sit there and be calm and sit and die slowly. Peter, the cautious one, was apprehensive but said, the saddest thing I ever saw was the engineers who I worked with that had stayed there 30 years beyond the time that they should have gone and pursued a dream. Wow. Let me say that again. And some of y'all are doing that now. Some of y'all know people that's doing it now. They're sitting there knowing they need to go pursue a dream, but just staying there, just sitting there like a, as my dad used to say, a knot on a log. 
So he said, I decided to go for it. They chose to live their dreams and Bungie Adventures was born. Well, think about Howard Schultz of Starbucks Coffee Company embodied this inner need and purpose when he ventured out on his own, created one of America's most successful companies. He said, I saw the move as consistent with my life's dream. The earliest desire is to do something for myself and for my family, to achieve something unique, to be in control of my own destiny. Now think about that, the early desires. Think about our early desires, the things we wanted to do, the things we talked about, you know, what I'm going to do and I'm going to do this. And then we get tied up on the job. Again, I'm not saying don't have a job, but then we start losing those desires. Can't take this risk. Can't try that. You know, remember now we had all these goals and dreams and desires, but then we got tied down, get married, start having kids. And this is me talking. And then, you know, you feel like you, I can't take that. I can't do those early desires. Early desires to do something for yourself and for your family, to achieve something unique, to be in control of your own destiny. Remember those early desires? That's like the, the parent in the car looking straight ahead while the kid's looking at the car. <laughs> Stop hollering out that window. You know, <laughs> kid all sad. Like, why are you hollering? Why are you telling me I can't holler out the window? Hey, mister, love your car. Look straight ahead. <laughs> Those early, and I'm not saying you have to, I'm just using the car for example, folks. Don't, well, y'all know somebody who owned the own no car like that. I don't want, if somebody gave you that car you wanted, and you run, if I was sitting out there in front of one of those, and I said, I got the keys, you come out, you can have, you, boy, you running so fast against that car. Uh, so, but, you know, we stop. We just stop believing, stop striving, stop going for it, because we realize that a lot of the stuff is different than what we were taught. You know, the things that we were said that was supposed to happen didn't happen. And here's the thing. This is one of the challenges that people have when you come to them and, and try to offer them something like a, a business that's outside the box, that's outside the norm. And they just, they, uh, I ain't going to try that because the thoughts that they had and the things that they tried before that, that was taught to them in, you know, in the school system, Obviously, it didn't work that way. So it's like, you want me to try something else? You know, I've already been, you know, abused already, which probably won't ever admit, but they think about that and like, oh, I ain't about to do that. So what is your destiny? He asked, what is your purpose? What is it that you want? What are your greatest interests? Maybe it's singing or writing a book. Maybe it's dancing, acting or starting your own business. Perhaps you want to leave your job. Hmm. You know, just want to leave your job. I remember when that was, you know, a goal of a, a lot of people just to leave the job and be able to have time at home, be able to do what you want to do, be able to have, you know, money to pay the bills. It wasn't all the other things. It was just, you know, that. And, um, you know, we lost that. Well, a lot of people lost that um, because it, it became challenging. And, you know, anything in life is, is going to take some work. For some reason, we believe that uh, it wouldn't. You know, for some reason, we believe that um, 
life was just this, you know, tiptoe tip through the tulip type thing. What are you enthusiastic about? When asked the secret to his success, Mark Twain replied, I was born excited. Thomas Edison said, when a man dies, if he can pass enthusiasm along to his children, he has left them a state of incalculable value. Emerson also observed every great and commanding moment in the annals of the world is the triumph of somebody's enthusiasm. Whatever your goal is, I challenge you to go after it with everything you have. Am I suggesting that you immediately quit your job? Not necessarily. What I am suggesting is that if you choose to stay where you are, then decide that you're going to make a difference by setting a high standard for yourself and that other fellas can watch and others can follow. He says, I feel sorry for so many who have given up and lost their zeal for life. Apathy annoys me. Just, just, you know, apathetic about everything. Just, you know, well, yeah, just. <laughs> he says, I once heard a line in a movie that always stuck with me. A boy talking to his friend in the back of the school bus said, if you sit in the back of the bus too long, you'll think you belong there. Woo. Woo. If you listen to your supervisor long enough, year after year telling you, well, you was average this year. Well, you know, these things you need to do. You, you, you shouldn't do that. And these are, then here go your extra 50 cent. If you hear that long enough, you'll think that you're not even worth stepping out to try something. You'll think that it ain't worth it because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty average. They, they just saying I need to do this and need to do that. And you know, you start thinking that when you get in that environment where everybody thinks the same way and it's just like. <laughs> and a lot of times we don't realize that in those environments, you know, I remember the, the cubicles when I when I first saw when I first got hired at AT&T and I walked, I went upstairs and it's this whole football field of, the, you know, the 12th floor, just cubicles. And I'm walking down the aisle there and I'm looking and folks, you know, they got all this stuff in them cubicles and been, you could tell they've been in there for years, like a little bitty prison, almost like a little closet with, you know, they had plants that have grown the trees and they hanging over the cubicles. And that was, that's been their life for years. Now, I don't know if that's something they enjoyed. I don't know if that was something, it just didn't look enjoyable to me as I walked through there. I remember looking around thinking, and that's just me. I mean, I always, you know, somebody might enjoy that. You know, I think, people there's different people i know i know a young lady probably enjoys that she told me she did but for me it wasn't and um so it didn't have to be that it could be anything that we get stuck on that keeps us from moving on what we want to do he said i feel sorry for so many who's given up and lost their zeal for life apathy annoys me there are people all around us who die at 35, yet are buried at 75. They die at 35, but buried at 75, just walking around, you know, putting death on everybody else. <laughs> just just <laughs> the walking dead, just putting death on everybody else when you get near them, you know. 
Remember that movie with Denzel where you touch somebody and he passes it on to somebody else and just putting the death on people. It's been said that age has more to do with your psychology than it has to do with your chronology, chronology. Some of the oldest people I know are vibrant, healthy, and passionate. Yet some of the youngest people I know are drained of energy, barely making it out of bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that because I know I get text messages. Um, I know, I don't know what side of the fence you're on. Some of y'all I do, but I hope you have determined that something in your life is worth going after. Boy, do you ask yourself that every morning? This is me talking. Do, is this something you're going after every day? Is it something that are you, I mean, do you, do you feel like you, that's why I say pass this stuff on to somebody else. Because if you don't feel like you can go after it, and it's just like you just now you can just enjoy the conversation and you know the 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 talk that I do. You can just enjoy that and say, oh, this is great. But you might want to pass it on and share it with other people. Can you imagine sharing that and somebody come to you one day and say, Thank you for, for sharing that? Now I got up and I want to did this for my family. I want to change this for my family. And I moved on it. And you thinking in your mind, really? <laughs> Did you really do that? I've been hearing it for years. I ain't done anything. I'm sure you won't say it to them, but you think it. You know, you never know what could move people. You never know um, what you can say to people and that that need that. They already got the the they already got the energy to go and do it. They just need to hear somebody say it. He said, I believe that living without a purpose can be a major cause of unhappiness and even depression if you don't have a purpose. It's something, because think about it, if you're showing up every day somewhere where you really don't have a purpose there, it really, you don't see, it's a dead end. You don't see yourself going anywhere from that. Man, that could drive you crazy. You, you know, you can easily just say, forget it. You don't see uh, any kind of movement. You don't see any kind of, you just showing up every day going through the motion. He said, people show up for work, occupy themselves by fixing their eyes on the clock. One more hour until lunch, 15 minutes until break. They do just enough to present, uh, prevent themselves from being fired. And as we used to say, and they pay you just enough so you won't quit. Most people spend their whole lives living this way. The only thing they look for is that paycheck at the end of the week and the weekend that follows. It's the weekend, baby. So I'm glad I'm reading this out the book because if I just said this to y'all, oh, he negative. He, he just so negative. <laughs> well, I guess uh, TJ Hoisington is negative too, but he's just kind of telling the truth. See, a lot of times reality is negative. When you tell the real truth, it's just, it's just you know, it's not. Exciting is not fun. It's just the truth. They do just enough to prevent themselves from being fired. And most people spend their whole lives living this way. The only thing they look forward to is the paycheck at the end of the week and the weekend that follows. 
with the OJ said, living for the weekend. <laughs> Think I want to go downtown. <laughs> Some people are content with being average. I think I'm going across the bridge, y'all, because I, cause I, I hear they really get down over there. Well, 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 <laughs> I owe it to myself. <laughs> you got to be kind of young to remember that one. <laughs> but you're not average, he says. You wouldn't be reading this book if you were, or Tony wouldn't be reading this book on the call if y'all were average. On the very real far side of living without purpose or striving to live a stress-free life is death. Research indicates that the average person who retires at age 65 dies within three years of retirement. You hear that? Dies. I told you, man, look, when my father retired a year and a half, he was gone. Nothing to do, no plans, just kind of, I'm retired, laying around the house, eating and just, I still remember the phone call. My mom called me and said we had to take him to the hospital. I'm like, ran up to the hospital and I was up there for about, you know, every day for about a week and a half and then he was gone. And I knew that something similar was going to happen because I could tell every day that he was just not really doing anything. And that's how most people do. They don't have, they don't have any plans on Not Here's the biggest thing. Don't have enough money to do anything. You know, how people say, well, I was just retired and just bored. So I think I'll just go up here and, Stand at the door at Walmart and greet people because I was just so bored. No. <laughs> it was another B word, but it wasn't that one. Because <laughs> you were that bored and you had money, you could just go hop on a flight. You can go anywhere. It was more of a B R O K E word. And no sense of purpose. All right, let me wrap this up. He says, earlier I mentioned that without purpose, none of the principles in this book would be applied effectively. If you don't have purpose, why would you push yourself so hard? Why would you raise your standards? Why would you expect anything more than what you accomplished in the past? You certainly wouldn't take the time to work on yourself and master your thoughts. Without purpose, life is slow and boring. Developing a real sense of purpose for your overall life is probably the greatest investment you can make. That's why I say when, when people, when you don't do some of the things we suggest, you just don't believe you don't have a purpose. You don't, you don't feel like it's going to work for you. You just, you know, you're going through the motions. You're not, you know, trying to do that. You're not trying to read. You're not trying to do certain things that you don't feel like it's going to work. So why go through that, man? No, let me chill out over here. Remember they talked about Walt Disney had a all the way to the end, all, laying up in his hospital bed. I mean, he was talking to reporters about some of the things he had planned on doing. 
They said his energy was so low, but he still was was speaking right above a whisper. But you know, he he said that the vi he's visualizing the stuff that he's gonna do. He was pointing to the ceiling, I think. They said something like that. And um when he talked about the Epcot Center and, and uh uh Walt Disney World. <clears throat> That was on his deathbed. Still dreaming, still, you know, but that's somebody who had passion. That's somebody who believed in what they wanted. You know, that's somebody who didn't care about uh, <clears throat> being ridiculed and talked about and laughed at because they had a dream and a goal that they was going for and they just believed that you know these things that you know walt disney I, I was about to call him walt like that's my buddy or something but you know he walt disney said he would ask people about some of his goals and dreams and if anybody agreed with it, he asked 12 people i think if anybody agreed with it he would scratch it and start over with something else he said he didn't want he didn't want anybody to agree that it would work he didn't want anybody to say hey that sounds like that, oh, that'll work. He said, if anybody said that, he'll start over. He wanted all 12 to say, man, you crazy. That ain't going to work. <laughs> That's the opposite of most of us. If somebody say that ain't going to work, oh, God. Oh, no. No, don't say that. They say, well, UPS is hiring. Okay. I go down there. Okay. <laughs> FedEx and Delta. Okay. <laughs> let me go over there. <laughs> All right, let me stop, folks. Um, <clears throat> so she wrote today. Uh, the day is Friday, though. You know, so, you know, living for the weekend, folks. You know, people are different on Friday. They hear, they just kind of just, you know, opening the door for you, excited to about maybe eight o'clock on Sunday evening. You know, used to be when 60 Minutes went off. You know, I ain't watched 60 Minutes in a while, but the reality kicked in. <laughs> the weekend's over. <laughs> so. That's how I know. 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 That's how I
That's how I know. That's how I know that I was different.